0: Hello there and welcome to another episode of Neural Resiliency. My name is Justin, I'll be your host today. So, let's stop, let's have a quick sip of coffee and enjoy the moment. Ah, What bliss. (laughs) There are a lot of problems that come up in our daily lives, problems that we're not necessarily very resilient to. Our, Our stress tolerance is not able to actually work through these things. And so we find that often um, we are a collection, like a Frankenstein's monster or, um, you know, a bag that just holds little events that stress us out time and time again. We put them all into the bag until eventually we've got this huge bag of burden, of stress, of woe, of anxiety. And then a situation will come, which will be too much for us to handle. And it is basically the opportunity for us to open up that bag and just let everything out. So I'm sure you felt like this as well, where one thing goes wrong, then another thing, then another thing. And then finally, some stranger or maybe a loved one comes up to you and has a slight thing to say that just annoys you. But they are the ones who are then the victim of all of the the pent-up catabolic emotions, these shames, anxieties, these nerves, these worries, these concerns, these angers, and they just come out on that one person and it's usually a person that you don't want to actually affect like that it's a loved one a partner a friend a family member that you don't want to make a victim but you can't help it it just comes out just pours out of you and so this this episode is a case for you should have a practice to almost detoxify these types of things you should have a process okay and so what is what does this look like? What does the process look like? Well, every time you encounter something that's negative, instead of it being stored, we need to be able to work through it. So doing the work is what a lot of people talk about. And I would argue that doing the work is two phases. Phase one is looking back and working through as much as you can. And that could take years of working through all the things that you had a problem with growing up, all your trauma from you know being bullied to how you were raised whatever you know and ultimately those are the things that you hung on to that you when you work through them um that that's the first phase done and then the second phase is all about do you have a process to be able to work through things that collect because we're not going to be this one enlightened being from working through our past Because we still have future ordeals to get through. Future trauma that's going to define us for life. For example, can you imagine how much trauma you will experience and how much work you would need to do if you lost a limb in an accident? It would completely challenge what you understand to be your definition of who you are. Right? Now imagine that you lose a loved one. Now imagine that you lose your job, your home, something like that. These things will challenge you to your core. Right, Traumatic events and how we choose to respond to them is important. So just working through your past doesn't guarantee that you're going to be this being of ultimate spiritual enlightenment. No, life keeps throwing stresses at us and our ability to deal with those stresses and to evolve and transcend a lot of these stresses is really testament to the work that we've done. So the things that stressed us out when we were six years old, no doubt they don't stress us out when we're 16 years old. And the things that stressed us out when we were a teenager don't stress us out now. And so it's about this idea of seeing that in your vision. The things that stress you out at 36, you want to grow so much that they don't even touch you when you're 46. So the stresses just become smaller and smaller kind of things because your muscles your skills your abilities to deal with these things has actually just grown evolved and gotten so strong that it really requires major stress for you to experience those emotions again that you felt but In doing the work, (laughs) you'll probably look at them as opportunities to grow and start looking forward to these kind of stresses. Not that you wish them, but rather that when they arrive, you're like, oh, it's an opportunity for me to flex, to grow, to learn. And you don't, you don't have that secondary layer of worry or concern because there's a stress that's arrived. So you just have that first layer. Um, If you're interested more about that second layer, first layer thing, uh, you can check out, I've made some posts about meta emotions. Could be quite interesting for you to go and take a look at. But basically, your feelings about feelings. Let's say I'm feeling nervous, and then I notice myself feeling nervous, and then I get worried that I'm feeling nervous. And then I realize that I'm worried about feeling nervous, and that makes me more anxious. So now I'm anxious because I'm worried about feeling nervous. And it's just this compounding effect of emotions because we can observe ourselves as humans. So that is a meta emotion. But let's go back to the original point. The original point was a process a means of being able to detox to work through to dissolve the regular things that we encounter during the week just like showering i want you to imagine that during the week uh, stress is like mud or dirt it gets thrown on us and we need a shower otherwise we have a buildup of this that will eventually when we hug someone we love it'll come off on them so that's an interesting kind of metaphor interesting picture for you to think of And all I want you to do is understand that there are three different ways in a basic sense for you to work through anything, physical, mental, emotional, right? Physical is quite easy. You do things with your body that will help to de-stress, take some of that stress out. Because let's say someone cuts you off in traffic, tension, your body will hold a lot of that stress, a lot of that tension. So what can you do to release that tension on a regular basis? So daily, weekly, monthly, let's say uh, occasionally, you know, so I know a lot of people will want to go on a holiday to relax. Sure. But we also want to go on holidays to go and explore. And explore and relax are not always the same thing. Sometimes exploration can be very strenuous on the body. So you need to be clear, careful and intentional on how you want to de-stress physically so a nice warm bath absolutely warm baths will actually cause the muscles to relax but so can certain forms of stretching yoga pilates things like that that aren't necessarily going to add to our stress but help us to lengthen the muscles out relax in the posture breathe and allow the muscles to relax meditation can work in this way as well with with the body by focusing the mind on different parts of the body So there are a lot of physical ways that we can move through stress. And yes, exercise is one of them. Going to the gym and lifting weights can be one of them because the way that it asks you to lengthen the muscle and then shorten and lengthen and shorten. With people who don't go to the gym, you see far more knots in their muscles because the muscles haven't haven't gone their full range of motion to a lengthened muscle to a shortened muscle. So all of the muscle fibers kind of get knotted up we see the same thing with fascia with people who don't stretch so in that way you know being physically active um, can be stressful but we can also use it to de-stress as well uh, getting a massage would be an example of this as well uh, sauna any any heat kinds of things will help you to uh, loosen things up so physical there we go uh, if you have any suggestions about physical ways to uh, detox or dissolve the the physical stress that's in your body um you know, go ahead and, and uh, write a little note in the comment section. Uh, I'd love to hear it. You know, I've got a long list on my own, but this isn't an exhaustive list of this. This is just meant to give you some ideas of what are you doing and how are you paying attention to physical stress? Okay, the next one let's talk about is going to be emotional stress. How do we work through, how do we dissolve, how do we allow us to like wash and detoxify a lot of the negative emotions that we are experiencing that come with stress? could be shame, anger, guilt, fear, you know, any of those types of emotions that really take away a lot of energy. What do we do in order to detox them? Well, the best case for this is to look at what not to do. And what not to do is to try and distract yourself from feeling these things. So an awareness, what am I feeling? Huh, parts of me are feeling shame, you know, and I like to use percentages, 10% shame, because it gives you a number. Instead of just saying parts of me are this and parts of me are that, we go for like 10% is this and 20% is this, because it gives us an estimated value system of like, well, which one am I feeling more of? What is the sum total of everything that I'm feeling right now? And the idea is that, yes, oh, I'm feeling 10% shame, but actually my, my worry, I'm feeling 20% worried about that 10% shame. So the shame is actually generating the worry and all of that. And then the biggest thing with emotional detox is to say, that's okay, no judgment. I'm allowed to feel these feelings. My body is natural and normal for feeling these feelings. And I, no one has to suffer as a result of me feeling these feelings, but I'm not going to push them away it's okay. And you let and allow these feelings to be. And you sit with them. Because these feelings all come out of childhood survival mechanisms, which just basically need a big hug. You know, they're trying to keep you alive. And you recognizing that these things aren't bad is huge. So no judgment of good and bad, what I want, what I don't want. These things are currently cool. So let me give them a big hug. Sit with those emotions so that you can manage the worst consequence is what if this is true? And so, okay, it's true. That's fine. How do I go from here? So for example, one of your negative emotions could be the shame of not being helpful or something like that or like people looking at you and saying, oh, you're stupid and be like, okay, if this is my worst fear, let me sit with it what if I were stupid? What if I am stupid right now and I just didn't know it? Would I be able to still live a happy life? Would I still be able to contribute to people the way that I want to contribute? Would I still be able to do the things that I want to do? Well, yeah, I think so. Because even as stupid as I am, I still have knowledge of how to do this and goals and people who love me and support me. So, you know what? Even if I am stupid, it's okay. It's okay. And, And owning it owning that emotion of like, yeah, I'm stupid and that's okay. No shame anymore. There's no more fear of that being true anymore. Why? Because we owned it. We allowed it to be, we felt it and we're like, you know, that's all right. So the emotional way of processing, there's a couple of notes, footnotes here, which is owning it, allowing it, not judging it, you know, again, not pushing it away, not trying to You know, say, I don't want to feel this emotion. We can do this whole thing of like putting it in a box till later. If you're in an emergency, absolutely focus on the emergency and focus on feeling when the appropriate time comes for feeling. But you need to schedule it. Otherwise, it'll build up like a big pimple. And all of a sudden, it's going to pop all over your friends and family. And it's not pretty. Just like my metaphor. (laughs) The third way. The third way. So physical body and getting everything to relax, right? The emotional body and sitting in those emotions, owning those emotions and actually feeling no judgment about those emotions, allowing those emotions to be. That's huge, right? So you're really feeling in both the body and in the emotions. And then when it comes to uh, mentally, how do we process things mentally? Well, the biggest way that I can rec- make a recommendation is that mentally you need to understand the system, the mechanism. You need to be able to pull it apart and understand each part so that no part frustrates or surprises you so that you're able to actually predict when these things might happen again or why they're happening. Sure, why they're happening is a little bit less. I'm not you know, a huge believer of like, oh, this is happening because my mom was was this way when I was young and so it's her fault. Like no i don't believe in blaming anyone right you interpreted it like this and that's okay because everybody when they're young interprets things in stupid ways and creates these types of things so everybody's got them and that's okay that's part of the mechanism so the mechanism of understanding mentally how to deconstruct something let's say for example someone cut me off in traffic why does that upset me why does it upset me that someone cut me off in traffic? Well, because they shouldn't be doing that. They should, d- 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 right? So we're identifying straight away things that you want to be true versus reality is not so. They shouldn't do that, but people do it. Why do you think they shouldn't do it? Well, because rules makes us a better people. Do they? Does it? You know, if he that person in traffic cut off someone else. Would they be as upset as you? Do you know someone who's pretty chill about being cut off in traffic? Why? Why is it going in those ways? What do you need reality to be in order for you to be happy with that? So usually with mentally unpacking it, we can create, number one, why do I see this as negative? Why do I get so frustrated with this? What does the situation represent about me, about my beliefs? What about my beliefs is being tested here, triggered here? Okay. And then is that belief coming from something that I need to be true because of childhood about something about myself, self validation? And then the second part of that is then going to be empathy for the other, right? Looking forward to other people and saying, like, maybe that person was in a place where they need this, they need this. How can I be the more responsible person right now? How can I take on more of the responsibility than is necessary? Because ultimately, you being the greater person, the adult in the situation, means that someone is allowed to be the child in the situation. Now, even if the child does something wrong, let's say that person cuts another person off because they're drunk, that doesn't mean you just allow it to be. There are still consequences for that. But that doesn't mean it needs to have a catabolic emotion attached to your action. So you're angry, so you call cops. Versus... Your concern for their safety and for others. So you call the cops. Calling the cops hasn't changed. But your emotional state has changed. Why? Because you deserve, number one, fulfillment, happiness. Not to be in a place of stress every single day. Why? Because others will benefit from you being better. That's simple. Service to others, right? You being a better, happier, healthier person, doing what you love most, is going to contribute to humankind as a whole. So, those are my three ideas, right? The fact that you need to work through process emotions in a physical, emotional, and mental way, deconstructing these things, trying to understand why people work the way that they work, so that you can be more effective, so that people can actually uh, experience a better world, because you are happier, you're able to help other people better in the way that matters to you as well. So, I hope that you enjoyed this episode. If you do, please do me a favor, comment, like, subscribe, all of the good stuff, depending on where you see this. And as well, I want you to take a look at the link below. If you're interested in personal development and you're finding some of this interesting, I made a course. It is 20 lessons with a whole bunch of exercises attached to it. Three different phases. Phase number one, how to make sure you're getting out of your own way. That's basically about managing your own negative emotions and your projections. Phase two is how do we start cultivating positive emotions, a lot of fulfillment and happiness and curiosity, exploration, gratitude, all that type of stuff, right? How do we turn down the bad stuff? How do we turn up the good stuff? And then phase three is about wrapping in a lot of past stuff, a lot of future stuff, questions about meaning and purpose and spiritual vision and all of that. So if you're interested in this kind of stuff, the link is down below. And for the moment, it's absolutely 100% free. I welcome you to come in. A lot of people have found some very valuable insights in these lessons. And I'd love for you to be one of those people as well. Let me know what you think. And I will speak to you in the next one. Until then, my name is Justin. This is Resiliency Afida in.